Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture, along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints, to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great season of Advent. Advent comes from the Latin word adventus, which means coming or arrival. This is a season in which we prepare for the arrival of the birthday of our Savior, Jesus Christ, Christmas. But more importantly, we recognize that Christ comes into our life every day. Therefore, we must always be prepared to welcome him, to welcome his arrival into our life. Now, St. John Chrysostom once said, when reflecting upon the great season of Advent, he said, we must look at the past to see Christ, look for the present to see him in our life now, but also gaze into the future and see the life we have with him to come in heaven. Now, we look into the past and we see the Old Testament prophets, prophets like Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, These prophets lived hundreds of years before Jesus was ever even born into this world. And yet they saw, they saw him coming into this world. They saw that he was the Messiah and how his mission would be accomplished on the cross. So we always look to the past. In the past is our heritage. It's part of who we are. But we also look to the present. Christ is present to us in the greatest way at Mass. Every time we gather at Mass, Christ is present with us. When we gather, we gather as a people. Jesus once said, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am present. Well, Christ is present in us. He's present in the sacred scriptures that we hear. But most importantly, Jesus is present in his body and his blood that we eat and drink in the Eucharist. Jesus' body and his blood is the most concrete expression of, our most concrete encounter that we can have with the true presence of Christ in this world and in our lives. So we see Christ in the present. But we also, as St. John says, we gaze into the future. And we recognize the great hope and the promise that Jesus gives us, that one day all of us will be with Christ and all the saints and the angels in heaven for all of eternity. So Advent is a time in which we look to the past, see the present, and gaze into the future as we recognize Christ in our life. Now, the scriptures for this weekend are very appropriate. They set the tone for this Advent season. Notice what Jesus says in the gospel. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. Now, we all know the story of Noah, the great flood that devastated the world. Now, this isn't exactly a very pleasing image as we begin this joyous season of Advent. It doesn't necessarily give us a warm and fuzzy feeling. But what Jesus is trying to tell us and the apostles, we've got to prepare to receive him into our life. 
Just like Noah prepared, built the ark, and through that ark he was saved, so we must prepare to receive Christ in our life in order for us to be saved. Now stay with that image of the flood. We've all seen floods on TV or in the news. They have a devastating loss of life with it. They have a destructive capability of destroying property and businesses. Now pretend you had advance warning. Somehow you knew ahead of time when a flood was coming. Well, what would you do? Would you just go back into the house and put your feet up and watch TV and do nothing? No. I'm sure many of us would probably prepare for the flood, maybe put sandbags around our house. And if we found out the flood was great, we would abandon our house and go leave for higher country. But the people in Noah's time, they didn't prepare. They didn't take any precautions. That's why they were swept away. So Jesus' message is one in which he's telling us we've got to prepare to receive him into our life. Prepare just like Noah did, and then we truly will receive him and receive him properly. You could also say Jesus is forewarning his apostles. He's telling them, we will be going into towns and villages, and some people will not accept my teaching. They will reject me. So be prepared for that. Now go back to that image of the flood. We remember how the story of Noah ends. The floodwaters recede, and all of a sudden he looks up into the sky and he sees this beautiful rainbow. It's a symbol that God wants a covenant now made with all of humanity. And so Noah makes a covenant with God, and all of humanity now is restored into righteousness, a right relationship with God, which is what God ever wants from us. And see, this is what happens when we welcome Christ into our life. He wants to establish righteousness with us, a right relationship. See, when Jesus comes, he means to end the same old state of affairs. The things that used to govern or reign or control the world, which were what? Sin and death. Well, Jesus now is going to wipe away all those things when he comes into our life. Jesus once said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, if he is the way, and he is, All other false ways of living must be abandoned. If he truly is the truth, and he is, all false claims to the truth must be done away with. If he is life, and he is, then any life lived in opposition to Jesus must change. See, when we realize that, then the gospel begins to make sense. Jesus is not preaching fear or doom or gloom. No, instead he's preaching a great message. He's preaching a message in which now we have the opportunity to share a life with him. And it's a life that exists for all of eternity. So this should be a message we receive with great joy. You see, when Jesus enters into our life, it requires a change. Maybe even sort of a revolution. Depending upon our own spiritual condition, it calls for us to change. When Christ comes into our life, Basically, it compels us to change. We can no longer be the same old person. Yes, I think Jesus, he is that flood. Jesus is that spiritual flood that will sweep away all the obstacles that stand in our way from drawing closer to Christ. So if we are prepared for that flood, not only will we survive it, but we will benefit from it with a greater relationship with Christ. Now notice Jesus continues, So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. 
Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Now, if you talk to people who truly believe in the rapture, the rapture in which suddenly only a select few will be taken up to God into heaven and the rest of us will all remain behind here on earth to reside here for all of eternity, they will quote this passage, chapter and verse. They will say, this proves the rapture truly exists and will happen. Well, I would strongly disagree with that. The people that are taken are the people that are not prepared. They have not prepared to receive Christ in their life. Therefore, they are swept away by the lure of this world. The people that remain behind, these people have changed their lives. Now they are prepared to welcome Christ into their life. And better yet, they will remain with Christ for all of eternity. And so this passage has nothing to do about the rapture. In fact, if anything, it proves that the rapture and those books left behind series are all a bunch of garbage. They improperly interpret sacred scripture. Now, notice what Jesus says next, stay awake. Well, that's a great Advent theme, isn't it? Stay awake, be prepared. Finally, what does Jesus say at the very end? For you do not know on which the day the Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of the night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you also must be prepared, for at any hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Well, notice what Jesus is saying here. We are the master. Our house is the house of our soul. Therefore, we must make sure that our soul is properly prepared to welcome Christ. Always, Christ comes into our life every day in different ways. First and foremost, through the Eucharist, his body and blood that we receive. But also in other ways, daily prayer, events, the lives of people that we come into contact. There are so many different ways Christ comes into our life. We must always be prepared to welcome him. Now, with that in mind, go into the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, we are going to find out, is a very prominent figure during the season of Advent. Notice what Isaiah says. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream towards it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob. This is a beautiful image, isn't it? Whenever you read sacred scripture, a mountain is always synonymous. That is where you are going to encounter God. Well, where is our mountain? Well, it's right here at Mass. Every time we gather for Mass, we are on the mountaintop because we recognize that God is present with us. Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am present. Where else? Sacred Scripture. But the most concrete present is in Jesus' body and blood on the altar in which we come and receive. We take in Jesus into our bodies. We recognize that Christ is with us. That is our mountaintop. Notice also this image that Isaiah sees. All these nations streaming up this mountain, which means what? God is gathering all these different nations to him. Well, that's symbolic of our Mass, isn't it? At Mass, we all gather, don't we? We gather from different backgrounds, different socioeconomic, different ethnic backgrounds, different languages, cultures. 
We all gather together by God for the express purpose of right praise and right worship of God. See, that's what Isaiah has seen. He's seen the essence of our mass. One last thing. Turn to the second reading from Paul. Paul says, You know the time. It is the hour now for you to wake from sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than you first believed. The night is advanced. The day is at hand. Paul's message is exactly Jesus' message in the gospel. Stay awake. Be prepared. You know, a great analogy is what we just celebrated a few days ago, the holiday of Thanksgiving. Many of you, I'm sure, hosted Thanksgiving. Well, how did you host Thanksgiving? Did you just sit around, watch TV, and your guest appeared and you said, well, you got to fend for yourself. I didn't have time for you. Well, if you were a good host, what did you do? You prepared, didn't you? You first cleaned the house, then you bought groceries, then you made the meal, then you set the table, and then you were properly prepared to receive your guests. Well, a guest is coming, Jesus Christ, and he comes every day of your life. And this isn't a guest that's going to leave. No, Jesus is coming to take up permanent residence in your soul. Therefore, we must be properly prepared to receive him. So you say to yourself, okay, how do I stay awake? How do I prepare myself? The greatest way possible, at the Mass. Coming to Mass every week, or if possible, every day, is the greatest expression of our desire to welcome Christ into our life. How else? Well, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Now is the time for us to essentially engage the Sacrament of Confession. Allow Jesus to wash away all those sins that prevent us from drawing closer to him. How else? Well, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, praying every day, reading sacred scripture, just being in active life of your parish. Those are all ways in which you remain alert, prepared to receive the Jesus Christ into our world and into our life. Yes, a flood is coming, and it's a spiritual flood. It's the flood of Jesus Christ. And he's going to wash away all those things that prevent us from drawing close to him. And that, my friends, is a great message that we must receive with joy as we begin this Advent season. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.